welcome to the plus size section. Thank you for having us. Hi, everyone. Today we have Latha J and Valerie on. Valerie, I don't have your last name on here. Okay. It's Ines. Valerie Ines. Okay, if you guys want to just take turns in telling us about yourselves. I'll go first. Uh, my name is Valerie Inez. Um, I am a intuition and psychic development coach. I help women discover their intuitive gifts, women walk through their shadows. Um, I'm a mother of three, so I feel Letha's pain with her newborn baby. Um, yes, I am a mother of three. I um, live in Houston, Texas. I'm a writer. I vibe with the universe, and I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. All right, I can go next. Hi, everyone. My name is Letha J. I'm a spiritual manifestation coach and content creator on Instagram and TikTok. I am also a mother of three. I just had a baby like four weeks ago tomorrow. So she's really bright and new and exciting. It's very fun. Um, I co-authored this incredible book, which is The Shadow Work Journal of Self-Love with Valerie. And I love to help people see what's holding them back and break through their blockages so they can live the life of their dreams. So true. Love that. Who all has I their have books? Mine. I have my book. I know sure do. Really do you right? Okay, <laughs> this week. We all got our book. Let's take a little. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's a cute little <laughs> snippet that we're going to use, of course. I love the cover, though. Thank you so much for sending it. I know Sam already had hers, but I really appreciated it. Oh, yeah. Of course. I, I was like, it's a little getting podcast. Yeah. She has to have the book. She has to, like, get a vibe of who we are. I know what the you're you know, going to be talking about. Vibes, yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily, like, even though it is like a podcast about, you know, body inclusivity and everything like that, it still is Haley and I's podcast. So we do talk about our spiritual selves um, because fun fact, Haley and I met through TikTok and met in a witchy yeah. um, discord. It's like in 2020. Yeah. In its heyday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it really was. And we were just like. And then I came, then Best Friends was then talking about spirituality. And I came back from Costa Rica and I was like, hey, you want to start <laughs> yeah. a podcast? And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> have y'all met in person before? Yeah, we have. Yeah. Once. We met in 2021. Life has gotten in the way. I would love to go back, but. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm in Georgia. I thought you guys were like besties in real life, like meaning like your neighbors or live in the same town or something. I, I wish. wish. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. The, the universe knew that it would be too much. That That's what it yeah. is. It's like <laughs> they knew it would be too much if we were that close. Now I'm in Georgia and hey, you're in West Virginia. Yep. Y'all. Oh, that's a big lead. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have an Instagram bestie in North Carolina and I live in Texas. So that's like literally the same distance. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. That's why I was asking, have you met in real life? Because that's a dream. You meet, you meet an internet friend and then you get to meet in real life. Right? Exactly. Like, it's so cool. Like, me and Letha did. We got to meet in real life. Yes. Yes. Valerie went on TikTok as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're cool. The, we were talking to Valerie about you. Uh, Valerie went on the first retreat for Costa Rica. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's the best. When you, especially when you meet your internet friends in real life and like the vibes are right because they're not always right, you know? But I feel like if they're spiritual besties and like witchy besties, then like you already know the vibes. Like the vibes are already good. You know the thing, like the people that come on the retreat, their vibes are always right. Like I don't let anybody come that's vibes that way. Yeah, yeah. 
That's why we do that interview. <laughs> because mm-mm. we've had people that we've said, you know, I just don't think it's a good fit. And it's really tough to say that, especially the content creator, someone that's putting a lot of effort to create who they are and be a public person. And for us to be like, sorry, no. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're the vibes are right, Valerie. We have the right yeah. vibes. I love it. I was gonna say you rejected people. Oh wow, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> what? That's what I y'all were elite. I know. <laughs> goodness, goodness. But that makes sense because if there's just one person that's off that just doesn't fit the circle, then it will throw the whole thing off. Yeah, the vibe has to be immaculate. I was like, we're going to. I mean, yes, for the whole group, but like, I don't want to be around anybody I can't vibe with. I don't do that. So, that happening. Speaking of vibes, so the book that we want to talk about, we want to share with our listeners because we do have a lot of people that have followed the podcast from like our witchy selves. So like my witchy Instagram and following, Haley's witchy Instagram following, Haley is this like badass herbalist. Um, So it was like in alignment. (laughs) You are. Stop it. So... When we asked them, like, what type of content they wanted, and they were like, yo, like, talk about spirit- spirituality, talk about witchy stuff, I was like, Lotha and Valerie would be perfect to talk about shadow work because it yes. can be beautiful and gross at the same time. So, percent <laughs> for our listeners, um, let's talk about shadow work. Let's do it. <laughs> so, shadow work. <laughs> Shadow work. Um, so I feel like shadow work is one of the deepest, most effective things, thing that someone can do to really improve their life, to shift their own ideas and their mindset about themselves and what they can accomplish. I can give you kind of like a short intro to what a shadow really is, because that kind of lets you understand what shadow work is, right? So a shadow kind of shows up in our life. It's the area in our life that we don't really necessarily like. It's like the part that we want to push away that we feel guilty about, that we feel grossed out about, that we're just like, ooh, yuck. Um, we feel shame around that part, right? And it shows up in our life in the space of triggers, whenever it is throughout your day that really triggers you, gets you annoyed. It shows up in the space of projections, when we're projecting something upon someone or a situation or a thing. Um, and it shows up in our life in the space of repetition cycles. So when you have, you know, over the course of 10 years, you have maybe four different jobs, but you keep getting fired for the same reasons or your boss sucks the same way, but they're all different people, you know, or your boyfriend or girlfriend in multiple relationships, the relationship breaks down because of the same or similar reasons, right? It's like the same, sh- same shit, different day happening again and again and again. It's a repetition. And um, a lot of times shadow is very closely linked to our limiting beliefs. So that little voice in your head that comes, pops up when you're up for promotion says, oh, you'll never get that. You're not good enough, you know? Or that that little voice that says, "Don't don't go for that. Don't ask that person out. They don't like you. You're not pretty enough. You know. Don't wear that. You suck. You know. Or whatever it is that little voice that that's where a shadow like pops up and is a, it really apparent and appears in our lives. How do you direct? Like I know Valerie, you were saying that you help women kind of step in and to their power and like do their breakthroughs. Do you do that with helping them with their shadow work? Yeah, I actually have a mentorship program where it's an eight-week program and we walk through not only like exploring and developing your gifts, but also discovering why you don't trust yourself. Because think about like we're all intuitive, right? We all have intuitive gifts, whatever that may be, but there's a reason why you don't use them, whether that be fear or confusion, self-doubt, like, you know, a whole multitude of things. And all of that plays into moving past that so that you can actually trust yourself because if you don't trust yourself you're likely looking into everybody else to tell you what to do or 
expecting the path that was already laid out for you, you know, for you to follow that, or you have the inability to make a decision, like it all comes into play. And so a part of what I do is ask, like, I actually just had a, a mentorship client tell me just yesterday, she's like, you held me accountable and you kept asking me why. Why do I feel that way? Why do I think that way? Because that's really what your shadow work is, is you having this belief that is holding you back. And I'm going to ask you, but why do you feel like that? Like, why? But why? Yeah. That's all it is. It's just you getting curious with it so that you can discover, like, is that really me? Or is that some belief that was p- placed on me? Mm-hmm. Is that an aspect of my shadow that actually doesn't vibe with me anymore? Right? No. Yeah. Right. I, Alatha has been coaching me and, uh, as a coach myself, I was like, I have this thing of like code, good coaches have coaches. And I wasn't prepared for Lotha as a coach, to be Whoa, honest. Not at, no one is. What <laughs> I, an, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready for her being like, so what's stopping you from posting a TikTok every day? And I was like, oh, this, this, and this. And she was like, okay, so what's stopping you from posting a TikTok every day? <laughs> and I was like, am I being attacked right now? Like, did I volunteer for this moment? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Stop making sense to me in this family right now. Because it was like, she was almost like poking at my shadow and like seeing it and being like, this is a, these are false narratives. This is, and I'm like, my ego was like, mm, how dare you? you? <laughs> how dare you? Yeah, like, we need to take a little breather. Okay. Like, calm down. But it was very effective. Whenever I speak to anybody, whether they're a client or not, I always strive to speak to their greatness. And that's something that I recommit to every single time, regardless of who it is or what the situation is. I will only speak to your greatness. I will only speak to your greatness. So whether you are acknowledging and living in your greatness or not, I'm only speaking to your greatness. So when you're not in your greatness, you feel attacked. But I only see you as the powerhouse that you are always and forever. That's amazing. I was wondering when you were explaining that, I was like, what does it look like to like speaking to someone's greatness? But like, what is the alternative basically that like dragging someone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking down to someone would be an alternative, yeah. right? Or really like, or when someone is commiserating, getting down into the commisery with him. Right. Right. When Sam was going through her stuff, when anybody's going through their stuff, I'm always like, this is who I see you as. This is who you are. Show up as that. And they're like, I can't, I can't. I'm like, show up at that. And I'll only speak to that person, you know? So when they're in their commissary, I'm like, when you can show up as this person, rise up your frequency. And they do every single time because you can do that and you can control where you are. So even in those moments when we're in conversation, when they raise their frequency to be in their greatness, even for that moment, they get that taste of greatness, right? And then you want to come back to it and you want to come back to it again and again. And that's how you really like shift things for people and you change their mindset about what they can achieve or where they are. And it takes them out of that ditch, right? And everybody gets into those moments. Everybody has those moments where life just seems like it's not working out, where you've been kicked in the shins, when you've had a really bad breakup, when you get fired from a job, whatever is going on. And you just want to lay in that ditch for a little bit. Okay, great. Do that. And then when you come and talk to me, better get ready because I don't see you in that ditch. Never. Mm -mm. I see you as the angel that you are. I see you as that rock star. I see you as that public speaker. I see you as who you are, you know, with that shining, shining bright light. And I know that when I speak to your greatness, that's only fanning the flame for then you to like go and light a thousand candles, right? And I always think of this like whenever I am can be even like a little point of inspiration for anyone else, I know that that person can go and be an inspiration for maybe two other people. And then the next person can be an inspiration for two other people. And like this is my own little way of totally changing the world and improving things, you know? 
and it's it just it starts with me just continuing to to live in my own integrity and speak to my own commitment of of what I will how I will appear to other people and how I will show up for other people and it's always speak to their greatness so she is super so so amazing oh my goodness so like (laughs) like, um so when you have a client or you have someone because I know we want to talk about the book the shadow work journal for self-love how did you guys when you met and kind of connected how did this book come to life so when we were in Costa Rica we all had the ability to um, give a workshop on what we were all good at or like what we had to offer right and one of the things I remember Letha asking me she's like so you want to do a workshop and I was like at first I was like do I want to do a workshop should I do a workshop then I was like yeah I want to talk about shadow work sure um, and so I did a workshop on shadow work and the way that I I actually wrote a book before this on how to do shadow work with energy healing right that's something that's really powerful and important to me and so I did it and I think Letha really liked it I think at the end she said I got more from this hour and a half with you than I did for years of therapy, right? It was just this one question really was really like, and and the question was, um, what is your idea of love? And do you show yourself that same kind of love? Can I just tell you the little background story of like what was going on for that? Can you rephrase that? What exactly was the question prompt, the shadow work prompt again? Yeah, it was, what is your idea of love? And do you show yourself that same kind of love? Yeah. So I think it was a part that's like, what is your idea of love or like what equals love? I've been married to my husband for almost like eight, eight to 10 years now, something like that. We've been together for a long time. We have a beautiful, really committed, deep relationship, right? Like I know that he's my person. I'll tell you that <laughs> when we get into it, though, we get really into it. And when we had first moved to our farm, we had this huge fight about where we would put our composter. And like, I know when I say that, people are like, what the hell? Like, who gives a crap? <laughs> I really wanted it in one spot. And he really wanted another spot. And we totally disagreed on it. And honestly, it went through so much turmoil over this. And like, I, we went to couples therapy and everything. And it was like such a big deal. And I, I in that moment, when we were in Costa Rica at Valerie's workshop, I was thinking, what does love mean to me? Like, what? And I was thinking about that situation because I was like, I know my husband loves me. I know that I love him. What was it? And it was the disagreement. So I feel that when someone doesn't agree with what I want or my thoughts, that they don't love me. And it was just like this huge breakthrough in that moment that I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it just Not true. It really sh- yeah, it shifted things for me. I am having that breakthrough right now. You yeah. just said that. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> right. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, the disagreement. The disagreeing and feeling like you aren't loved when someone disagrees with you, like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. That I've also been in therapy for five years. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I never, obviously, when someone disagrees with me, it makes me mad, but I I never equated it to love or like okay. feeling accepted or and whatnot. I just like Haley's the fire sign of the podcast. So as you can see, that would make her mad for me as the air sign. I'm like, it doesn't make sense that they don't agree with me. I'm the right. I'm the air sign. Like, clearly, (laughs) my way of thinking is correct. So like, (laughs) what's your problem? (laughs) Like, what's your disconnect? Why? Like, to me, hearing that story, I'm like, why wouldn't he agree with you? Like, (laughs) you know what the thing is? Like, I had totally collapsed what agreement and love really meant when I can disagree with somebody and still love them very deeply. It doesn't have to be, if I disagree with you, I hate right. you, right? And I think that sometimes we can get that confused on so many different levels. I remember when, you know, COVID was happening, there was so much of that happening. 
oh, you don't believe in this, then you can't be my friend anymore. You vote for this person, then you can't be my friend anymore. You know, like you don't do X, Y, and Z, then I will never talk to you again. And I was just like, what is happening? And it was that same kind of idea, that collapsing of, you know, what our belief is in in conjunction with what we equate to like love, compassion, to friendship, to relationship, all of that coming together. And I, I think that that whole time, you know, those, those two, three years of COVID was a lot of shadow work being done mm -hmm. for people, a lot coming up and emerging. And it was just a matter of how you were dealing with it, right? Or if you weren't dealing with it. Right. Probably. Absolutely. I remember that yep. first year. That was, I know a lot of people, like especially on TikTok, people were drastically changing their appearances. I know I went through so many things. I know Sam did. It's it's wild to think about. And I feel like it is still happening. But it is, it's sad to see the change like on a global scale because I do feel like people don't have the same level of compassion for each other that they did beforehand. And it is very sad to see. Yeah. So workshop in Costa Rica, she changed her life. Right. And then from there, and then, um, wait, can I, can I just say also this? The many reasons that I love Valerie, right? I saw her on TikTok and I was just like immediately drawn to her. She had all these beautiful videos about all this stuff. But it was like, yes, every, you know, everybody kind of talks about spirituality and all everything, right? But it was something about her, the way that she presented herself. She then was going through a, a breakup, a divorce, and she was so vulnerable in her videos. And I just loved it. And I was more and more drawn to her. We became like TikTok mutuals. And um, I had messaged her and I had said like, hey, I know you're going through some stuff. If you want to talk about it, let me know. And she was like, yeah, cool, thanks. You know, like a stranger, whatever. Um, and we kept like, I kept like messaging her every now and then. And she was, she had made a video about something, about how hard her her situation was. So I messaged her and I said, hey, why don't you come and live with me? Like I have, I have a house, Aww. you can come and live with me. And she was just like, no, thank you. <laughs> the sweetest, right? But she's just kind of like, who's this person? Like, why, what? But we, we kept in touch. And then when the opportunity came to interview people for the content creators retreat in Costa Rica, I was like, I really want to reach out to her. I know that this could impact her life in a really profound manner. And I'm so glad that she took it, took the invitation and was like, OK, yeah, I'm going to come. I'm going to try this thing out. And then, you know, I had all the ready because when she came to Costa Rica, and it was so wonderful to get to know her as a human being and as a friend. And like, of course, like our connection was just like this. And She's my spiritual bestie for life now. So it's been such a blessing. Yeah, it was really interesting to, it's interesting to meet somebody online and your online personality isn't your real life personality, right? Like we have this mask, right? Our ego we're presenting to the world and Letha is very much a down to earth in your face. I love you so much. And I'm also going to check you when <laughs> you aren't loving yourself like you should be, right? And I just, I, I adore that because it just it was something that I needed. It was very much a mama bear, like, you got this. It's going to be totally fine. And even now, she, every time I'm, like, having a nervous breakdown, she always brings me back to balance. Um, so I love you, Letha. I appreciate you. But the workshop in Costa Rica was just me presenting the shadow work um, workshop. Then we did energy healing together. And, and then what's so – I think I remember, like, during that time, I felt a timeline shift for all of us. Um, and I was like, y'all, there was a timeline shift and left was like, like she was in the corner, like, mm -hmm, yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, uh, and it was just really cool for us to all experience that together. And, and 
then, you know, and then she had this opportunity to write this shadow work book and she texts me and she's like, do you want to write it? And I'm like, yeah, of course I would love to. Um, and it's been history from there. And I think it was really cool for us to not only meet, but also get to collaborate together because now with this thing, we work together on numerous occasions because we vibe so well together. If there was one thing that you wanted this the book to like bring to your clients and to your audience you know what would that be because it is a collaboration um honestly the idea that just because you believe something right now doesn't mean that you have to carry that forever right I think a lot of people don't understand that our beliefs were handed down to us by someone they were never yours you didn't come out the womb immediately believing something right you were just fresh fresh out of the womb like you just were here right and then as you grow you are conditioned and programmed based on who you were raised by based on your schooling based on society your culture all the things nothing belongs to you you get to decide do I want to keep this do I really believe this or am I going to choose something that's maybe better aligned for me in a way that I can show myself love and compassion where I am today yeah no that's that's very powerful that's something that Haley actually knows that I experienced very recently is I woke up one day and was like why am I carrying all of this inside of me like inside my soul like I you know it's so easy to say like oh this is happening to me like oh that you know this is I can't help that this is affecting me and it's like you can absolutely like I found like if I stayed conscious and kind of like present in my body and present in you know the life that I'm living like I'm actively putting that on me so like when a video doesn't hit, you know, 5,000 views, I, I put that, you know, low vibration of feeling like a failure right inside my body. I'm just mm -hmm. like, man. And then if a post doesn't get this many likes or if I didn't get this many readings that day, like I just kept adding on into me. And I was like, whoa, wait a second. Why have you added so much of this weight and like or single handedly creating a life that you are so unhappy with? because of what you're putting inside and how you're perceiving it. Um, and then like I texted Haley and I was like, you know what? We're at, I'm gonna we're we're done with this actually. We're gonna remove this. It's gonna live outside of our body. And we're not like it was very much like a moment of shadow work, I felt like of mm -hmm. being very conscious of what I was consuming and how I was reacting to that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense and that's beautiful and i love that example because like shadow work can be in so many different aspects of your life i think uh, sometimes people think that it can only be done pen to paper doing prompts yeah, or whatever yeah. working with therapists yes those two are very powerful as well but it literally shadow work happens all the time right and it's like your choice of if you're going to engage in the work in that moment or if you're going to choose to sit it out and either way it's fine right because it's always up to you you have your free will to choose but i love that you chose to make a different choice in that moment right and to, to shift things for you. Yeah, it was absolutely a shift. I And I that's why I like the way you guys write and why I like the shadow work um, journal style book because you explain it and you kind of walk the person through it, like the reader through it. And then you're like, okay, like you're now responsible for doing the work. And are you going to commit to doing it? Because both of you, like everyone here, like we could walk someone through doing it we could help them and guide them but if they're not actually sitting down doing it for themselves they're they're only going to get so far that's true when we were writing the book I think we also were really striving to make it as accessible as possible meaning just to make it 
easy, right? So people can pick it up. The first part is very clearly written out, like what is shadow work? What is your shadow? Have that clear understanding, right? Second part, you move into exercises. These are exercises that you can do ad free for your house, you know, from your home. And just to really work on that and support you in your shadow work journey. And part three is the prompts that are there and you can write them right there, right? How much easier can it get? Like it can't. We broke it down to be as easy as possible because, I mean, working as a coach, working with people, I've learned that the easier it is, the more likely it is to be done, right? When something is difficult and there's resistance there, people are a lot less likely to do it. But when you're like, here, here it is. It's part one, two, and three. Go for it. You know, there's there's a higher probability that they're actually going to work on it. And it's been wonderful because we've get, been getting great reviews about it. Um, all of our reviews have been really excellent. I get people messaging us on on Instagram and TikTok and leaving comments and things like that, just saying like, hey, I got the book. And this is the, this is the first time I understood what shadow work right. was, right? Or I, I'm really doing shadow work now and this shifted for me. or the, And I got this job and then this shifted for me. And I, I was able to do this that I never thought I could. And I'm always like, man, that's exactly that's exactly it, right? That's why we put all this time and effort into this, into the creation of this book to make it for for this, to shift this perspective that people have about themselves and understand that they are capable of being the healer that they need. How do you feel about people that, like, how do you feel when someone says that they, they tried to do shadow work and it became too much for them? Because I know that that's a lot of, that's, that's a lot of content on TikTok is like, you know, I tried to do shadow work and it led me to like inner child work and it just became like too much. Is there a way to guide them to like motivate them to keep going when it gets tough like that? I think when people do shadow work or inner child work, it comes from a, a place of self-deprecation, right? Like it's just holding on to that thing, that belief, that experience that happened to you and then not being able to move past it. Okay. But when you do shadow work, you can see it for what it is, right? You can, from a third party's perspective, maybe even if that's even even if that's easier for you to do it that way, just see the wound, see the belief, and decide: Do I want to carry this like this armor, right? This heavy weight, or am I going to decide to move through this in a way that feels good for me? I'm not beating myself up, not um, judging yourself, just moving through it in a place of self-love which is just means accepting it is right and then move past it um and also people also i find that do shadow work a lot like i remember when i was doing shadow work in 2020 2021 this was like a daily thing for me constant 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 but i had a lot of weight to get through and i was just i was like bulldozing through just ready to remove it um and i think it can be heavy and emotionally exhausting um and energetically exhausting for that matter so you don't have to continuously focus on something that you have to heal, right? You could just be human and use what you've already learned to integrate where you are today rather than continuing on the healing journey. Just be you for a little bit. If it gets too heavy, maybe you need a break, right? Maybe that's your body saying, I cannot process anymore right now. Can you just chill? And that's okay too, right? That's also a part of your shadow thinking that you have to be productive in your healing journey when sometimes your healing journey is just being useless just existing as a human being that's tough my capricorn rising's like rest girl oh yeah she was like absolutely not <laughs> that is so cute of you to say <laughs> it is so important but it really though. is true it is it is so true you don't have to continue the healing journey you 
And I think a lot of people get stuck on that. I did it too. Um, and a lot of people I talk to do it too. And sometimes it just becomes too much. And then you're like, fuck it. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, it's so not necessary. I think that's why we created the book from the perspective of self-love and constantly through the book, we're always like, Hey, give back to yourself, pour into yourself. Right. Because shadow work can be difficult and it can be depleting and it can feel like it's too much. But when you're in that constant space of checking in with yourself, you're pouring back into yourself. A lot of our exercises are all about like self-reflection, seeing where you are, staying motivated. That's what keeps you going. Right. And I mean, I so wish that shadow work was like a one and done thing. Like, hey, read this book and you're all done kind of thing or take this class and you shadow work. You get your certificate. Check. Um, It's not. (laughs) Shadow work is ongoing process. As you live, you create shadows. As you live, shadows are going to pop up, triggers things that are happening in your life. They're always going to be there. But the thing that shifts is your ability to really process them and your ability to truly respond to them. So it shifts your own perception of what's happening. And rather than it being like this cataclysmic event in your life, every single time someone steps on your shoe, you know, it, it just, you respond to it in a much different way. You're able to process things in a much different way. Because you don't have that wounded, that that wound still exposed within you. It's like you've addressed it. You see that it's there. You still have the memory. You still have the, you know, whatever happened there exists. But you are now capable to make a different choice in that moment. You don't have to fall back to that time that you were hurt, you know, or something happened for you or you made a decision about yourself that you weren't good enough. In the new moment, in the now moment, you can make a different choice. And that's what's so powerful about shadow work. That's what's like truly changing lives and allowing people to to move forward in, in really like a exceptional way. And it's it's because they're doing it with self-love. It's because we're pouring back into ourselves. That's what keeps it sustainable, really. Yeah, because I know I've had a lot of clients personally that dealt with shame being the, the block. Like they would <laughs> go into doing shadow work. They like, you know, they would cherry around guilt, but that was more easily to process. But when it came to like self shame, it was like an instant shutdown moment. And that's why I think y'all's book is so different because it does come from a place of self love. And if you can curate this unconditional love for yourself, it's almost as though you can love the shame, like love yourself through the shame and realize that you don't have to carry that, that feeling that's re triggered when you go back to those moments. Like, I know we had someone that shared with us about, you know, getting a bunch of money and then they had lost it, right? And they had felt, or they spent it very quickly and they felt shameful about that. So it almost like created this unworthiness to receive anymore. Um, and it was like, if they were able to to go through the book, go through the exercises and really build this relationship with themselves and curate that unconditional love, they would be able to almost remove or like put to rest the shame that they were feeling because I feel like if you love yourself how what Valerie was saying like the way you see love right if you're able to give yourself the love that you're trying to curate in another then you know if someone approached you that you loved and said hey I'm feeling shame about this you would be like no you don't need to, you don't need to carry that right so if you mm-hmm. did that to yourself I mean I feel like imagine the life that you'd be able to give to yourself and the heights Where? you'd be able to achieve, you know, on a personal level, if you would be able to work through that. So I think it's very powerful, very powerful technique, the way you guys approached it, for sure. Yeah, I agree. 
I kind of want to talk about shame a little bit more because I feel like I know it's a kind of a touchy subject. Go for it. There's a whole thing. But when I when you're talking about that, I keep thinking, but who? Who is telling you that it's shameful? Are you telling you it's shameful or is someone else telling you it's shameful? Or is it the expectation that it should be shameful? Like, who is saying that? Mm-hmm. And then you get to decide, do I want to listen to that voice? Or am I going to accept the mistake that I blew my money? And that's okay, right? Because I'm human and sometimes blowing money is fun. And maybe I deserve it. Or maybe I made a mistake and I'll learn next time, right? It's just, it. I, I, I really encourage anybody who's listening to really check the thoughts that you have and the voices that are coming into you and asking, who is talking to me? And do I believe that? Do I need to? Should I be believing that? Do I want to believe that? Or am I just believing it because it's in my head and I'm like, yep, okay. Like, yeah. Check yourself. Right. So I know a lot of our listeners carry shame around their body size. They carry shame around their weight because, and that's the reason that we made the podcast was to break down the shame and to show them that like, you do not have to feel shameful of your body. You don't have to feel shameful about feeding your body when it's hungry or, you know, nourishing your body, you know, you don't have to feel shameful about wearing a crap top and people seeing, you know, your belly, like it literally doesn't matter. So I think that that is a powerful method of asking, like them asking themselves, like where, who, who is this voice coming from? Um, mm-hmm. We've never really thought about it. We, we're always just like society, like fuck them, you know, like her <laughs> it just like, yeah about it like if they don't like your belly tell them to like look away but like internally like because that can be a mask for a lot of times like to be in public and have that mask of like that self-defense but then you go home and you're like this actually really did affect me and now i'm feeling Mm -hmm. shameful now i'm feeling bad about my body and it's like helping them break through that on a deeper level to where even though they had that encounter they actually really do don't feel shame you know what i mean like it's an actual internal difference an internal change i think that's a a really good point though like whenever you were talking about how people will start shadow work and then they stop because it hurts so much like it's a different type of hurt and i feel like people have to choose the type of pain that they want to live with because carrying the shame and carrying all the unhealed trauma around like you are not happy. You might put on a mask like you are, but deep down you are still feeling all of those things that people have told you or, you know, your parents, wherever you learned all these negative opinions about yourself. But like taking the steps towards processing it and trying to move through it and actually let it go, like it is extremely painful up front, but then it gets it gets better over time instead of just staying weighed down and staying sad and not really understanding why yeah i completely agree um i want to mention the shadow work exercise where it leaves my head i work within a a guide who um i was really feeling down about my body you know i fluctuate a lot with my weight and um she was like you need to go look in the mirror every day for five minutes completely naked at first i was like no and then I was like, okay, we'll try it. <laughs> let me let me just see. The first time was really uncomfortable because usually, you know, we get in the shower. We're not like, you know, let me just notice all of my imperfections. But it was really like confronting yourself and what is so wrong with my body? Why am I continuing to put myself down for the vessel that I'm in? There, 
we don't get another body. Like this is all you got. And so mm-hmm. you got to love yourself for where you are today. Maybe you can make improvements. Maybe you can do something that makes you feel better. But today is where you are. And that's all we have. Um, and so if any of your listeners or you guys want to try it, just look at your body naked for five minutes a day, acknowledge everything that you love about your body, even the things that you don't like. Thank you. Thank you for helping me walk. Thank you for getting me up today. You know, thank you for those tacos that I had today that I literally just ate for dinner. Like, thank you. Because this is, this is all that we have and we have to love ourselves where we are. And the exercise is really, really powerful. And then you're going to start being like, wow, I really am fucking gorgeous. Look at me go. You know, even with my belly after three kids, who cares? Look at me go. And then you get to radiate that energy outward and the people are going to be like, wow, look at her. Confident AF. Right? Yes. Fuck society. Fuck, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the that's the mission, girl. Like, no joke, because that's what happened to me in Costa Rica. Like, Lotha was there and I was like, you know what? Like, I came there being like my witchy self, uh, my my brand was the warm-hearted witch. Like I was so like in my magic. And then I left and I was like, am I a completely different person? Like it turned, it went <laughs> into like integrating my body. It like igniting like my magic, igniting like my body acceptance. And like, I really like left and I was like, we are going to love the body we live in right now. She may change. She may fluctuate. We're going to love her right now how she looks and we are going to do that every single day so that way you know because i feel like Haley and i actually talked about this in our last episode even in the plus size community when you lose weight there's opinions when you Mm -hmm. gain weight there's opinions so we're like you know what don't come in our comments with that because we are loving the bodies we live in right now we are going out and experiencing life in them and we're just going to curate this acceptance around who we are that day because it was just so much weight on our mm-hmm. shoulders when we, the, the way we were perceiving ourselves and the stere- like the stereotypes we were having to fit in and everything like that. So that was, I love that exercise because I think it's very on brand. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> You know, something else about, like, the way that we view our body, I think that sometimes we can be our the harshest critic. Yes. I, yeah. I'll share with you guys personally. Like, I had a baby four weeks ago, and the first, like, month of having a newborn is quite, you know, it, it can be quite tiring at times. And I have, um, and I was feeding my baby once, and I fell asleep, and my husband came and take, took a picture of us. He was like, oh, this is so cute. And when I woke up later on in the day, he showed it to me, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a terrible picture. Like, why would you ever take this? And he was like, what? He was like, I loved it so much. I set it as my phone background. And Aww. I was like, what? Like, I'm horrified by the picture thinking like, you can see a stretch mark in my flub and this is happening, you know? And he's like, I love this. This is beautiful. And it just like, it stopped me in my tracks of being like, whoa, I am such a bully to myself, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so harsh upon me for what I look like after going through whatever it is that I went through. Yes, I just had a baby four weeks ago, but whatever your experience is, you know, you've lived, you've lived your life for the past 25 years. You've, you know, been up and down. You've been successful. You've been not like everything that you've gone through is, you know, held in your body in some manner. And I think a lot of times we can be hypercritical of ourselves when it's just like, dude, stop. Yeah. (laughs) You know, or anybody else is bullying you. Like you're throwing the first punches. You're, you're the one. Right. And it it was just like this aha moment for me to be like, no, we're not doing this anymore. And things slowly shifted. I wish I could be like, yeah, and everything was different. then. No, but. 
it slowly started to shift. So every time, like, I'd look at my body, I'd be like, it's okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, things, it's like its own form of shadow work. Like, that, I mean, that's the shadow work that I know a lot of our listeners will be doing because it, it that is your shadow coming up, especially for us. And, like, we hyper-focus on health and we hyper-focus on, you know, going outside in fat bodies. And it's like mm-hmm. that shadow is just always with you. And just you know i experienced that when i was with you guys and we went to this beautiful waterfall and it was so beautiful and i'm sitting there my shadow like we're coming back from it and i i tried to like sneak off early because i knew i was gonna struggle with the rocks right because i brought that big old backpack i don't even know so i'm trying to sneak away by myself so i can struggle alone and not feel embarrassed and then manny came and was like coming up behind me and i'm like jesus here we go so I'm struggling like I in my shadow was like, you're the only one struggling because you're the heaviest. Like everyone is looking at you. And like I took a second, I breathed and Maddie was so sweet. She was like, baby, can I take your backpack? And I'm like, yes. So she took my backpack. But I could hear like Alexis and them, like other people at the retreat. They were like, oh, shit, like these rocks are slippery. Like I'm falling. And I was like, see, girl, it is. You are not the only one struggling. But my shadow self. Yeah came up immediately it was like it's this is you're the only one and Mm -hmm. like isolated me right and I think that's why y'all's book is so powerful because it kind of takes you out of that and we're into a place of love and you don't really think of when you think of shadow work you do think of like just reliving the worst parts of yourself over and over and over again and it's like you guys curated to where it's like no like this is like love centered and I think that's the major difference with it, personally. And imagine if you would have talked to your eight-year-old self like that and you would be like, oh my God, can you just hurry up with those rocks already? Like, you're slowing everybody down. Or like, look at that roll on your body. So gross. Like, you would never, you would never, never talk to your eight-year-old self like that way. So next time you do that, just check yourself. Would I talk to my eight-year-old self this way? No. Stop bullying myself, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Just like the picture with Letha, you would, you would never say that to your eight-year-old self like look at that stretch marks you have after you had a baby like yeah no never never it's so true it's so true and it's like we're just so hypercritical of ourselves i think some it's because we spend the most time with mm-hmm. ourselves right yeah so we're like oh we'll see you all day <laughs> and this is all the things that are wrong about you and i i always have to catch myself and correct it and be like look i see you all day and these are all the wonderful things about you look at your hip though that birthed a baby that birthed three babies yeah. you know like look at your beautiful eyes look you know like i always have to be like look, you're awesome and you have to remember that because mm-hmm. it's true, you know, and it's like it's about speaking to your own greatness again, right? It's like if I can speak to everyone else's greatness, why can't I speak to mine? Yeah. You know? So it's a matter so of true. having to check myself and being like, you're great too, you know? I've had that recently too, actually. Like, I know I've talked about it a lot on here. I had weight loss surgery. I've lost like 180 pounds and Going into that, I was so worried about the loose skin because, you know, losing that much weight, like it's inevitable. And it really, for the most part, didn't bother me a lot until lately. Like it's been hot. I've been wearing shorts and it's like I caught a caught like a a look at the in, my inner thigh in like a picture or a video. And I was like, that looks like a ball sack. And then I was like, hold on. <laughs> like I worked too hard to get Mm -hmm. here like it's you know it's not it might not be perfect but like I did this shit 
I got myself here and like, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't make me any less beautiful just because it might be more wobbly than it used to be. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, the shadow work. I love it. So what is kind of an ending message that you guys would like to give to our listeners? Um, I always want to encourage people to know that they can be I always want to encourage people to be to understand how powerful they are and to truly empower them and the secondary thing that I want to say is like I always want to encourage people to be kind (laughs) be more kind be kind to other people be kind to your kids be kind to your animals be kind to yourself I think that just even small acts of kindness even random acts of kindness whatever it is can be profound and it does have this like butterfly effect right so just do your best to do at least like one kind thing a day and I I think that if everybody really participated in that the world could look a lot different um I want to say it's never too late to begin ever if you feel like you're too old or you're too far in life it's never too late if you would have done it already you would have done it already so wherever you are today embrace where you are today and if you're interested in doing shadow work, please do shadow work. Otherwise, just enjoy where you are today and know that whatever you desire, it's never ever too late. Like, come on. I'm, I'm about to be 40 this year, and I would have never imagined that. Uh, yes. No. I would be a published <laughs> author at 39. Like, who knew? I thought, like, 22, you'd have been like, boop, all our dreams come true. No, it takes sometimes it takes time, and that's okay. Yeah. That's a real, both of those are real messages, but that age one, that Uh hits Valerie because our, we, I, I look at our analytics, everybody, you guys know I'm speaking to you in your mid twenties. Listen to me right now. You are, (laughs) you are not a failure because you are not just like a queen of empire at 22, baby. Okay. Like your life does not end when you turn 25. Everyone in this chat right now is above 30. I need you to embrace the journey that is to come and stop being so hard and critical of yourself. Like enjoy your 20s, sweetheart. Like enjoy them. Build the empire Uh at 30. Like, I don't know why. I just thought, I, I swear to you guys, I thought when I turned 25, my life was over. And then when I hit 30, I was like, you're just getting started, yeah. honey. Like, you are just getting started. Literally. And I'm like, gosh, can I just share this? Look, when I was like 25, I had been divorced. I was divorced from someone that I had gotten married to in my early 20s. I was a dropout of medical school. I was kind of like flailing through life, like not knowing what the heck was going to happen. And it was like slowly that I was able to try other things and then figure out what I was meant to do and not forcing myself to do the things that I was expected to do by society or my parents or whoever it was that I was thinking that I had to appease when I realized that the only person I had to appease was myself and that's when things changed for me but that didn't happen until I was like 25 26 I'll tell you that was like a turning point in my life so anybody that's listening that is going through it please understand that there's so many other iterations of yourself that you're going to get to meet and they're all fabulous oh yes yeah they're incredible Absolutely. And I'm excited for you to meet them. Oh. And that was Lotha J and Valerie Inez coming <laughs> in hot, you guys. Jesus. And where can they find your incredible book? Where can they buy this powerful bean right now? It's on Amazon, Walmart, Target, uh, Barnes & Noble, like major book retailers. You'll find it there. 
Mm-hmm. And it's available globally. So whether you're listening in the United States or overseas or, you know, anywhere, you can find it. Uh, and we're excited that it is available. So it, you know, broadly around the world, because I think that this is a very powerful book and it can change a lot of people's lives. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely impacted ours. And we are blessed. We do have international listeners. Hey, guys. See any- I love this for you. Big <laughs> y'all. Shout out. Um, but, you know, thank you both so much for being on our podcast and talking with us and sharing your expertise and your journeys. This has been so impactful. Thank you both so much. Thank okay. you. Um, drop the socials. They're going to drop their socials now. Everybody get ready. Sure. You can uh, You can find more information on my website. It's www.lathaj.com. That's L-A-T-H-A-J-A-Y.com. My TikTok handle is Lata underscore J. My Instagram handle is Lata underscore J underscore. Um, and both of those are verified. So please find the account that has that blue check mark just so you're not on one of the scammy accounts. You can find me at ValerieInez.com. My TikTok is at Valerie underscore Inez. My Instagram is at ValerieInez111. Um, and so, yeah, we'd love to totally vibe with you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. And Haley, you always send us out. So we'll let Haley send. <laughs> Haley's our closer <laughs> for the plus size section. Absolutely. So you guys can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at plus size section, on TikTok at the plus size section. If you want to send us a cute little email, like Reddit stories, whatever, you can do that at the plus size section at gmail.com. But while you're at it, go ahead and give us a little rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. And also share this with your friends because we're awesome and we have super awesome guests. This was, it was so nice to meet you guys. Like, this was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for having us. See you next week, guys.